You sound mad hyped right now. I am hyped right now. Yeah, dude. Uh, before we get into the topics today, can you tell the people uh, a little bit about some of your struggles over the past yes, 10 minutes? I'm not the most tech-savvy guy. Uh, I've had my issues in the past. I had a little bit of problem logging into Skype. I don't know what was happening. Um, it kept asking me for credits. Like, I don't, There's no coin slot in my computer. Like, what the fuck are these credits? I don't understand. No, you just put it into the uh, CD player. You didn't know that? Yeah, man. I don't know what was going on. It was really confusing. But uh, we're on. It was a little delay, but uh, you know we're uh, we're good to go here. Yo, can, and, you, uh, can you just learn how to use technology a little bit? All right, Skype man, is for internet you know calls. What? You don't call you know my what? cell phone from Skype. The whole point of <laughs> Skype is for an internet to internet call. Listen, but honestly, man, being in the medical field, I've realized how far behind we are in all technology. If anyone wants to be get rich, somehow try to get like doctors to become more uh, more uh, technolo- technologically advanced. All right, you heard it here first, dude, on the BLB. Any of you entrepreneurs out there, uh, Ronak Bamani wants ten yeah. percent, dude, for this phenomenal idea. Yeah, please, it's a great <laughs> idea. I gave you the idea. That's all you need. Just, so uh, just give him some tech information, dude. Just tech. There's it. nothing just more specific than just tech. Listen, anyways, man, I'm hyped right now. I'm so hyped because I just saw my Windians, the Cleveland Indians, sweep oh, man. the big bad Boston Red Sox. Yo, I gotta be I gotta be completely one hundred percent honest with you. Before the Cavs came back down from three one this summer, this particular game, the exact circumstances of what happened, one hundred percent the Indians choked this game away. I mean, it was, you know, all the makings were there. You know, our relievers were starting to suck. They were walking people left and right. It's bottom of the ninth uh, in Fenway. Everyone's going crazy. It's 4-3. Our closer walks two guys. I'm like, I'm just like, oh, my God, man. Is this what's going to happen here? But, you know, I, I got to be honest with you. I felt actually a little bit confident, you know, because I've been in the situation, say, maybe a year ago, and I'd be like, yo, I would turn off the TV. I'd just be like, I can't watch this anymore. You've been I in the situation. Were you in the game? I, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember here uh, right, seeing listen, Ronak Pamani called up to the plate. We, this is a personal investment for me. So we, you know, we as in everybody, like, you know, we watch sports as a personal investment. So, you know, I'm not going to lie to you, man. This one year ago, I couldn't even fathom watching this. Are you kidding me? David Ortiz's last game, he probably would hit it like a three-run home run to win it. Like, are you, <laughs> this is like story. Well, if, he, if they did win it, it wouldn't have been his last game, though. That's true. I mean, actually, so, it's true. So well, really, yeah. that doesn't make any yeah. sense. Which makes logic it even, is illogical. Which makes it even better that we just ended David Ortiz's career on a sweep. Boston, the team that always wins everything, you know, football, basketball, baseball, whatever. You know, honestly, we got a great manager. Tito Francona pulled all the right strings. Andrew Miller pitched 40 games. He might be the most valuable middle relief guy in, in the rest of the playoffs. You're going to know his name. Anyone who doesn't watch baseball know Andrew Miller. He's a middle reliever, and he took over the entire aspect of changing aspect of the entire series. Um, you know, we got that ace Corey Kluber. You know, our team's all injured. Doesn't matter. Yo, yo, Coco can you, Crisp can you was the guy who the game winning home run. Yo, I'm mad hyped right now because Coco Crisp hit the game winning home run. Forty year old dude picked him up in August. Let me tell you something, man. Let me tell everybody listening, all the BLB, uh, the BLB supporters. Here, all of you. It's the year of Cleveland. It's the year. Of Cleveland. And guess what? You know what? In the next round. It's literally USA versus Canada. 
And you know what? I'm taking USA 100% of the time, okay? So Toronto, you got no shot because now we're Cleveland. We're, we're representing the United States of America. Yo, so it's a wrap. Can we, can we take a minute to just step back here for a second? All right? Oh, First of so, all, didn't we just spend the last episode talking about the demise of baseball? Today you're coming listen, in all hype as hell. Does that have no, anything to do with baseball? Yo, I'm hype as hell right now, man. October baseball's got me feeling that type of way. All right. Oh Yo, I'm, my god. I'm, Yo, shout out to Rich Homie Quan because I'm feeling that type of way right oh, now. Oh man. Uh, all right. You need, to, you need to chill out. Baseball's um, all know, right. Yeah. Yo, listen. That's the Nats. You know, actually, they won today. I'm they surprised won. too. Eight, man, eight, if it's Washington, stop on is, them. What if it's Washington, Cleveland in the finals? We're gonna be in Thailand, dude. I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to cut that <laughs> shit short, dude. We're gonna have to uh, come back, dude, immediately. Be the only I people watching the game because those are two no, small market teams. I don't know about that, man. Well, there's a lot of people watching. Uh, but anyways, man, I'm super hyped. This is at, um, I think we're filming this at 1130 right now. Game ended about an hour ago. It was like jumping around. Um, but yo, it's the year of Cleveland, folks. Dude, delayed, delayed my sleeping Except time. The Browns. Due Except to the Browns. <laughs> that, that is never going to be here. You know the ideal scenario? Cavs already won. Indians win. And then we get the number one pick. We finally get our quarterback. There we go. Yeah, is that Tim too Couch. Much for? Tim Couch. Is that too much to ask for? We're on to quarterback six already. So um, <laughs> just keep trying. Anyways, with that, uh, let's go ahead and start our weekly uh, our weekly recap of the No Fun League. Let's go. All right, the no fun league, dude. Why does Roger Goodell always try to take away all the fun, dude? I really like it that Antonio Brown's, you know, twerking, having a good time. Uh, it's ridiculous. But uh, anyway, now that uh, we're into football, let's talk a little bit about Tom Brady and the Pats, Boston. dude. Boston. Four and one, dude. 28 for 40, 406 yards and three touchdowns, man. And all of them were two. Martellus Bennett, yo. Who, who the hell has him on their fantasy team? Why didn't he throw it to Gronk? Everybody was hype was for Gronk. Um, yeah. Dude, what do you think? Are the Pats going to run train on everybody in the league? Yeah, I told you, man, this was my pick in the beginning of the year because the, you know, Tom Brady's not fucking around. And unfortunately, you know, if anyone watched this game, I honestly did not watch a single minute of this game as a Cleveland fan. This probably might be the first time I've ever done that, I think. I don't remember the last time I ever watched this team. That? I heard from what I heard was half the stadium was Pats fan. Everyone, everyone was so done with this goddamn browns team like nobody cares anymore uh they're a disaster to run with but speaking of you know a team that is you know how a model team should be run uh the pats and you know tom brady tom terrific dude he's ready to kick some ass um you know he's he's hyped you saw him through the whole game man this guy was like you know doing first first down signals in the fourth quarter when they're up like 20 He's spiking the ball. Like, yo, he's doing some crazy things. And and Tom Brady is ready to go. Um, you know, this team, you know, they've got this dual tight end set, man. It's reminiscent of the uh, Aaron Hernandez uh, and, and Gronkowski before Aaron Hernandez started killing you some think, people. You but. think this is going to be better than that than that group? Well, 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 if he doesn't kill anybody, then it's already better. <laughs> but, uh, yo, Martellus yo, Bennett. Yeah, I mean, that's that's outside of the question, dude. But just as athletes, I mean, Aaron oh, Hernandez well, was a beast know. coming out of Florida. He was actually a beast. He was a beast. But, uh, you know, this is a good – they're two they're, – these guys are huge, man. You can't guard them. Who, who? What type of what type of person can guard Martellus Bennett or Gronkowski? You need, like – Sean Taylor, baby, a.k.a. They're too, 21. They're too fast for uh, linebackers, and they're too big for safeties, and they're way too big for corners. So there's like nobody. There's a matchup nightmare. And then underneath you've got Edelman, you got Amendola, all these like small little you know white dudes who are super quick. 
Um, this team is a they're a matchup disaster that for everybody. Um, you know, I, this team it's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, you know, it looks like the Bills might be you know a good competition. They're three and two. They won three straight. Oh come on, but, uh, you! Are you kidding me? The we'll Bills, see. Hey, every like, year it's the same thing with the Bills. I was the guy I who think thought we're going to hype him up. Be the, the he's first not going to get fired, but he's not going to get fired. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the Pats should run anyway. So, um, you know, in the in the AFC, man, it's it looks like it's going to be them and the Steelers and then the Raiders, yo. The, the Raiders. Raiders, yo. Who picked them yo. to make the playoffs? Nobody baby. circles this the guy. wagons better than the Oakland Raiders. You also picked the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. semantics. Let's not discuss the Jaguars <laughs> yeah. for now. But, Although the yo, AFC my... South looks weak. Yeah, the AFC South is a joke. <laughs> but, yo, a real question. Can Tom Brady still win the MVP? Who are your top MVP candidates so far? Dude, I honestly, I think uh, Matt Ryan's been doing really well. Um, yeah, he's, he, he's he's up there. The thing about Matt Ryan that worries me is I kind of feel like they not start off the year pretty well, pretty yeah, often, but then they kind of fall off a cliff as they yeah, go down. We'll talk, he, we'll talk about the Falcons in a little bit, but that's that's typical Falcons. Yeah, so I mean that's that's a big one. Uh, I think he's he's doing really well. Uh, that's kind of my big one. But I think Tom Brady. I mean, he's got a chance. He certainly could win the MVP. Um, even if they're only 12 games, I feel like nobody's really run away with it. I mean, do you think anybody's really like killing the game right now? No, but I mean, exactly. I don't think anyone has. I think, yo, Von Miller, you know, he's been wrecking shit up as a, as a DN, but I don't know. Dude, defense never wins MVP. Yo, what about our, what about our boy Zeke, man? Yo, Mm. Zeke. I mean, he leads the league in rushing and he looked good yesterday. I mean, I'm surprised he killed the Bengals. And speaking of Zeke, let's talk about them Cowboys, man. Them Cowboys are four and one. Led by Zeke, the two rookies, led by Zeke and Dak. The Dak. Um, yo, dominated the Bengals. They were up, I think, 28 0 at one point. Um, yo, check out, I mean, Dak, you know, the thing he does better than than what Romo did, this guy doesn't turn the ball over. He's got four passing touchdowns, I think two rushing touchdowns. And, you know, he manages the game. He's not going to, you know, he hasn't been making the huge plays, but he doesn't need to. He's got the best offensive line in the game. He's got Zeke. He's been killing it. I mean, the last three games, I think he's been averaging, over, what, like 140 yards a game? He's killing um, it, dude. He had 8.9 yards of carry last game. I mean, he that's like, absurd. He looks, like OSU, he looks like OSU Zeke right now. And he's got the best, best line. Um, you know, the defense, you know, is still skeptical. I'm not 100% sure if they can keep up throughout the game. They played well. But, dude, um, they, they held A.J. Green. Only got 50 yards. Andy Dalton was sacked four times. I mean, that's pretty legit. And it's not like the Bengals are some no, no, nobody. They got arguably the best receiver in the game, if not the best. Top four, would you say? I mean, there aren't that many, Betty. Andy D's consistently known as a regular regular season quarterback that's done really well. I mean, the D is, they're not messing around, man. They played pretty well yesterday. Well, I think what happened was that the Cowboys got up so big that the Bengals just kind of had to pass, and everybody knew that. So Dallas was just bringing bringing the heat. Um, they didn't have to, you know, they didn't respect the yeah, rush. Bringing the heat. Also, the Bengals man up on the other side. Then also, I'm not 100 percent sure if the Bengals are that good right now, but we'll see. You know, Dallas. Their big question is, you know, Tony. We're already starting to hear rumors. Tony Romo apparently got a uh, apparently got an MRI. Looks like the back's doing better. He's on target for week eight. Yeah. So, uh, so what do you think the uh, what's the doctor's prognosis right now? Well, the doctor's prognosis is there's. I mean, it's just it's just a wait and see approach with him. There's he didn't. I don't think he got surgery, so it was just a conservative management. Um, and Dude, you know, just the give question, him some morphine and go. What's the problem, dog? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think that's the right method. But the uh, big question on Big D, yo, who's gonna take over? Do you give the job back to Tony Romo, or do you keep you keep running the hot hand, the young guy? Because it looks like Dak's the future. There's no question. The future might be now. 
I don't know, man. When I look at it, I mean, look, it's not like their offense, like you said, Dak is doing well, but he's not like tearing it up. It's not like Des Bryant is killing the to. game. You're right. He doesn't need to right now. But I think as the game gets tighter and as the games get closer, you need a quarterback who can make the play. Can Dak yeah. make the play at the end of the game when it counts, when you're down seven, when you're down 10 um, to come back, you know, a four minute drill. Can he do these things? Um, I think if they're six and two or better, they probably stick with Dak unless he's really kind of the wheels have run off and they've just gotten lucky to win those games. Um, but if they're worse than six and two, five and three, they come back to Romo. Even Jerry Jones said today, he was like, hey, when Romo's ready, he's coming back in. And honestly, I think Romo's still the right answer. Everybody's kind of overlooking listen, the fact but, that Romo carried them. Listen, um, that's when I can't, you know, I, you know, Jerry Jones is a baller. I like Jerry Jones. I, yo, and we got to give him props for props are due, man. He picked Zeke. People were saying, yo, don't pick the running back. I mean, it's still early. But this guy looks like the second coming of Emmitt Smith. And he he passed on, uh, on was it Jalen Ramsey, who could have been a potential defensive guy there. Looks like the right pick. But the thing I can't, you know, I hate about Jerry Jones is, why does he got to say that, man? The team is flowing well right now. Do you really want to talk about Tony Romo right now? You, you're flowing well, man. You can just keep keep riding the wave. You know, Des Bryant's not even playing and they're doing this well. You know, they've got Zeke going, the play-action pass with Witten. And when Des does come back, you take a shot every now and then. Um, the other thing about Tony Romo is, yeah, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll make a play or two, but you know what he's going to do? He's throwing that pick. He's going to throw that pick. We know that. We know this about Tony Romo. That's been his MO all yeah, the way but through. Has Tony he's Romo throw... ever had a running back like Zeke? Dude, he's going to throw that back-breaking, back-breaking, uh, pick. But whenever you when know he, it. his defense was terrible time and time again, he'd never had a running back like Zeke. He had some decent guys. DeMarco Murray did well, but DeMarco Murray was DeMarco nowhere Murray was near awesome. the talent. Yeah, but he was nowhere near no. the talent that Zeke oh, was, that, even as a the year, receiver. The year he put up was, was, was great that year. I mean, they, they ran him to the ground, and it was a run-first offense at that time. But what happened? You know, Tony's going to throw that pick. And the thing that Dak does better than everybody uh, is he takes care of the ball. And, you know, listen. I mean, right I now, no it's four games. It's, it's four games. Five it's, games four, it's five games. So then that's what I'm saying. We got to keep – I mean, he's got another three games before that decision needs to make. And I think you're right. If they're six and two, I think you stick with them. Five and three or worse, then, yeah, I think you, 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 go, to, you go to Tony. But, you know, the future looks bright in the Cowboys, you know, right now. It looks like they got a bunch of young guys going that are flowing well. Um, I just, you know, as somebody who has no horse in the league, I don't really even like the Cowboys. Oh, no, I if hate I'm, the Cowboys. I got if I'm the fan this. base, if I'm the, exactly. So maybe that's why you want Tony Romo. <laughs> but if I, as somebody who has no, 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 uh, horse in this race, you know, I would stick with the hot hand, man. Who knows? Remember, remember what happened with the Patriots? You know, Drew Bledsoe and, uh, and, and, and Brady, Tony. Yeah, but and, I I'm not comparing him to Brady. Of course not. But I'm just saying sometimes, you know, these young guys, he's, he's impressed. Um, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. You know? RG3 impressed for a year too. So did Andrew Luck and they both have fallen off yeah. a cliff. Yeah, um, well, we'll see. But let's uh, let's move on from the Cowboys uh, and anything Dallas related. Let's move on to the Falcons, dude. ATL, dude. The Deep South, the Dirty South, four and one. I did not see this coming at all, man. And they went into the Broncos, and they beat them, man. They straight up beat them down. Uh, Matty Ice, dude. I always thought. I mean, I could never understand why they kept losing because he had such an amazing offense with Devontae Freeman and Julio Jones. Um, dude, how do you stop Julio Jones? Listen, I mean, you like I don't know. Can figure it out. Yo, that's if I knew that, I'd be in the NFL right now as a defensive coordinator, not hosting the BLB. So, <laughs> uh, you know, people would be upset by that. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, Don Julio is this guy. He's awesome, man. I think you know. I think it goes Antonio Brown, and then I think one A, and then I think it goes Julio Jones one B. Um, AJ Green. I think they're the both. Uh, I think he's a notch below. I think he's a notch below. I think the Julio Jones, what he does is just he just he's so explosive. You know, if you watch him play, 
he'll take like a 10 yard crossing round. He'll just boom, like a shot out of a cannon, just explode up for another like 10, 12 yards. And when he's in the open field, it's over. Um, and AJ Green is, 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 is awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. He's a great player. But I don't think he has the same explosiveness as uh, Julio Jones, in my opinion. I think I mean, Antonio Brown, and they're both the, they're both top top two players. I mean, it's like you, it's really you're just picking hairs. I mean, I think they're all all three are great. Um, but you know, the the question for this team has always been, you know, Matty Ice. First of all, how did he get this 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 uh, nickname? I don't. No one knows. He's never done anything. Um, that's not true. At Boston College, he was legit. What did he do? He was all right. He won a did game against Virginia anything? Tech, I believe. Oh, he won one game. Yeah. Okay. So the team was never. You know, he was really always Matty Average, above average. Matty Ice is, a, you know, this nickname that he's gotten. He's never done anything. You know, in the playoffs, he, I don't think he's ever, has he even won a playoff game? I think, you know, I, I think they beat the Seahawks once. They um, did not win, I believe. They were the number one seed one year. Yeah, stopped. exactly. So, you know, with the Falcons, I don't trust this team, man. This is a team that they have all the weapons on offense, but that defense is still shaky. They beat the Broncos. Okay, that was a big win for them to step Yo, on the, the right defense. Did well, man. They've done this. They forced They've done turnovers. This. I believe you know they were they were on a great streak in the beginning of the year last year, and what happened? They just fell off the wagon. So, um, you know, this is a good good offensive squad. Uh, I think through five games, he might be your MVP right now. You know, he's he's done everything you know right so far. But can he keep this up? And if he can keep this up in the playoffs, are we going to bet on him? Because I'm not. That's a you know, whoever well, the Falcons are playing. I'm betting. Do you think against. he makes the playoffs? I mean, look at the NFC South right now. You got Carolina, a big who looks beat. like they're falling off a cliff. New Orleans doesn't do anything. Uh, Tampa, maybe. I mean, they're okay. I, I guess they're so. on the come up. I they mean, should. Do you, do you think they win the NFC South? They should. I mean, I think the Panthers are taking a considerable step down. Cam Newton's been out, you know, with this concussion. So, um, you know, they've got a nice lead right now. I think they got at least a two-game lead on everybody. Um, We'll see. I mean, they should make the playoffs. There's no excuse for them not to make the playoffs. They've got all the offensive weapons. Their defense is okay, but that should be more than enough. Uh, we'll see what Matty Ice does. Um, I love their running backs, uh, Freeman and, uh, and Tavon Coleman. Uh, it's a dual threat. They both use them while they pass to him a lot. Um, this is a team with a lot of fantasy guys, that's for sure. But can they put it on the field? I don't know. Yeah, man. God, their fantasy team. I had Matt Ryan like three years in a row, and eventually this year I was like, I am not taking him. He's the guy that no one wants to have drop. Yeah, and all of a sudden he's blowing it up, dude. He's the number one fantasy quarterback. He's that dude. Yeah, but he'll come down. He's that guy that no one wants to take advantage of just because we've all had him, and we all know what we get from him. You know, you get that like 12 to 14 guy in the middle. He doesn't ever have a great game. He's always okay. Then like one game he'll throw four picks, and he'll just ruin it for you. So that's Matty Ice. So we'll see. Uh, this is a big year for the Falcons, I think. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens and see if they can pull through. Anyway, let's move on from the NFL, dude. And let's talk about our main topic for tonight. Uh, before we get into this topic, let's play a little music to depict what it's been like so far. Now, today, we're going to talk a little bit about the presidential election. Now, I'm not sure if a lot of you guys know this. Most of you seem to know based on TV ratings, but there was a huge debate which occurred yeah. between the two presidential candidates uh, this past Sunday. Uh, it was uh, Donald J. Trump and Hillary Clinton. Yeah, let, let me, I'm sorry, I just got to say, at this point, the main question I just have to ask, dude, how is this happening? How is this, how is Donald, Donald Trump actually a candidate this is the guy who's the head of the apprentice you're fired <laughs> he's known for his ties and his orange tan and his 
you know, Atlantic City and, you know, all this and that real stuff. How is this guy? How is this happening? Can you just explain that to Dude, me? Dude, I it, people want change, man. Uh, you know, people people look at the current establishment when they look at politics and they are very upset with the way it's going. And for better or worse, Donald Trump has been the only presentation of real change that they've gotten. The other candidates that they saw over and over again seemed to come from the establishment, whether it was Democratic or Republican. Um, they were all established people who worked within the system. Um, and there's enough people that feel disenfranchised, I think, with the current system that they were looking for a change. So I think I, I think the fact that it was Donald Trump has led to some kind of skepticism, but I don't think it overlaps kind of the current situation that some people feel, which is that we need to fundamentally change the, the system of politics. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. I mean, I think we're all what do we even what is politics anymore i mean like does any you know we all, we all are frustrated by it nothing ever gets done i know living in ohio they come here every four years for an election time and they make my life hell because traffic is unbearable um i can only imagine what it is just in DC leave the every city day. bro D yo, dc yo when congress is in session you don't even want to drive it's yeah. pointless today yeah, exactly. i was driving around because it was a holiday everything was off i mean you could get you oh. know a usual day also, it takes me 20 minutes to go two miles yeah. Also, uh, shout out to all the government, you know, having Columbus State, you know, taken off. It's very, you know, hardworking people, of course. So. Hey, 1492, dude. Sail Columbus. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's the it's where we celebrate when we stole the land from the Indians. So um, anyways, everyone gets off, you know, I guess, apparently in D.C. But, you know, I, you know, they come here in Ohio every four years, shut down the traffic, can't move. Then they leave. Nothing has ever changed. It's the same old stuff. They, they come here promising a lot of stuff. And, you know, I can see as, as Ohio is always a big, big swing state and just being in the dynamic here, um, you know what, you know, I don't, to be honest, I don't know enough really to be about politics to make an informed decision either way right now. I mean, obviously, it's yeah, hard to say Donald say Trump is a good. doesn't that say something about you and about the country in general that you feel that way? You're an educated individual with not only an undergrad yeah. degree, but with a graduate degree, you know, an MD um, yeah. and, and you feel like you don't have enough information to make a good decision about who should be the most powerful person in the world. I think it's, I don't know if it's more that I don't have enough information as much as I just don't believe in anything anymore in terms of politics. Like, I don't know what's true anymore. All these things that they say, nothing to me ever gets accomplished. Um, and that's the big issue. I think I mean, it's do like, you feel like, what are we, what are we, what are, what are, what are they fighting for? Like these parties fighting for, cause I just don't think anything happens. Um, like that substantial that needs to now i know there has been some 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 engraves and i think obama you know say what you want about the guy you know i'm not saying whatever party you are um but he you know he was a he's a guy he's a likable guy i think we can all agree on that um he's a guy that you would you know hang out with um and i think that was part of his allure that so many people were attracted to him if you break it down what he did I don't know. You know, I'm not like I said. I I don't have. I'm not that informed to know if exactly he. I mean, it wasn't. It was. He said a lot. I think he said a lot. In some ways, Obama it. has done some of the things that Trump has been able to successfully do, and Bernie Sanders, which was identify a disenfranchised group of people and get them to mobilize and get them to believe in whatever he believes in. Now, Trump, I think, has, you know, said some things that the average person wouldn't necessarily believe in, right? Um, 
so that has led to kind of situations where people are very upset with kind of what he said. But I mean, Obama, in some ways, kind of did the same thing back in 2008, where he was able to mobilize a group of people and get them really excited, whether it was college voters. Uh, Bernie Sanders did the same thing, right? Yeah, Got a bunch yeah. of young people really excited about what he was trying to do. Uh, my big question really is like, do you feel like in general that politics has swung towards the extremes on both sides i mean i'll be honest i'm not i'm probably i lean democrat but i'm more of an independent than anything else if i have a republican candidate who you know fits in with my value and my core system uh, i'll vote for him um but i'll lean democrat in general yeah um, and i think i'm just i'm the complete i think that's that's i'm, I'm glad we have we're having this discussion because i would definitely lean republican i think uh in any sense although this year would probably be an exception just because this candidate is just so, you know, out, outrageous. And he's not really even a true Republican, to be perfectly honest. Um, but, you know, I think just in general, um, you know, what the what we've learned in this current election period is like you were saying, everyone is just really sick and tired of the same old and they're looking for someone to grasp onto. Um, and unfortunately, through a lot of miscues by the, the you know, the Republican Party, that leader became Donald Trump. And, um, you know, that just kind of, to me, what, now I think we can all agree uh, that I really don't think he has much of a chance of winning. Like, I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know. That, man. Don't I want to say, say he doesn't. Because if you say that enough, people won't go vote. And then when they don't vote, he does have a chance to win. Now, I guess it's true. I mean, like, you know, we haven't talked about it yet. And we should talk about kind of the video that got released on, actually, let's talk about that right now. You know Trump's video, which if you haven't had a chance to hear it, um, it's, <laughs> it's I don't know if you want to listen to it. First of it's all, um, he said some pretty terrible things about women and just kind of just, just being ridiculous and stuff that nobody would say. He, he was he was being Donald Trump. Okay, like that's the thing. Like if if I can picture somebody saying that, it would be like Donald Trump. Even before I knew he was running for president. Okay, and that's the thing. We've we've and this guy is running. Like, you know, we knew that going into like, are you trying to tell me right now that there's probably not a hundred of other videos in the archive where he said like way worse things? I guarantee you, if we take all his TV appearances and something, we could probably find something like probably even worse uh, than what he said. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we could. And I mean, it's it's crazy to kind of think about like kind of the stuff that he said. But I mean, like the way he chalked it up was also odd more than anything um Lock calling talk. it locker room talk so essentially <laughs> if you haven't heard it yet he basically was on a show what was it like five six seven years ago i think um he was backstage and someone no, recorded was, him 2005, 2005 2005 sorry so what 11 years ago um yeah. he was backstage someone recorded him talking about women in a very derogatory way um to another individual who i think is actually related to george bush ironically um right. yeah billy bush i believe was his name which is also kind of interesting um yeah. but um saying some pretty horrible stuff and, and, and during his apology which felt somewhat disingenuous he just said it was locker room talk um dude i've been in a lot of locker rooms uh i i've never talked to anybody about that type of stuff in locker rooms or said that type of stuff have you Dude, the only thing I know about a locker room is I see a lot of old dudes. You know, the gym locker room, they're they're wrapped in towels. I've never heard them why, say anything why do like they, this. Why do they just hang out? They never wear their yo, towels, yo. I don't like, know, yo, man. Come on, man. Just, yo, just every wrap time it I go up, to LA, Every time I go to LA Fitness, man, in the sauna, they, for some reason, they love to just, just free ball it, man. Yeah. I don't understand why. I think when you get old, like, you just, and kind of like Donald, I think when you reach a certain age, you just don't care about anything. You don't care about what other people think. 
and that's and that's actually a good ex- description of what with with the Trump can like the whole candidacy this year. I mean, he doesn't care. He says these things, and people just still latch onto him. You know, I'm a, I like to think of myself as someone who can try to take myself out of the situation and see like the positives in and or why people might be appeal. You know, might uh, have an affection towards someone that I totally don't understand. Um, and when you look at it that way, I think what he does that I have to give him credit for is he has he knows what the what people were missing and he's completely taken over that niche you know what i mean like essentially he knows that people were were, were looking for someone who just speaks their mind well um, yes and no yes and no i don't know that that's necessarily true i think what he's identified is a disenfranchised group of people um that will latch on to what he has to say and i think what the normal politicians like hillary clinton and the republican party took for granted is how disenfranchised these people feel um and that they were looking for another voice right to take care of them um and and i think in some ways we had two voices which was donald trump which was its own extreme in its own way but also bernie sanders in his own way um it was was an extreme right like i mean the way he's the the, his methodology um it it resonated with a lot of people who were looking for change but it was just kind of on the other side of what trump had whereas hillary was kind of the normal politician um so so i think like he was just one of those groups that set that up or yeah one of those groups well, I think in conclusion, I guess. Um, okay, well, everyone should still go out and vote. Whoever you want, you want to vote. That's not. We're not going to go into details on that. But um, I think what what whether he wins or loses, what he has done is he's introduced this non you know the non politician to this field, and you know people have like you know people have lashed onto this, and I think what in the future, this is going to have some real impact. I think um, you know. Who, in 2020, um, I think is going to be a real election. I think this time, I don't know, you know, with, with the, I you mean, know, dude, who knows. it's a real How election right now. I, mean, I there, just don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be close. There. Yeah, I just don't, I don't uh, think it's going to be close. You heard some of this stuff with the John Stewart, or not, what is it, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah? I mean, he's, I mean, there's, there's some people, supporters out there who are really listen, supporting him for. Oh, there are, there are. And the, the, there's, you know, I live, I live in the, the biggest swing state right now there is in Ohio. Like there's, you can see. You know, once you go about 20, 30 miles from the the city, once in Cleveland, you'll be seeing all these Cleve, all these Trumps. You know, the the things all in the yard. So the further you go into the the, the mainland of, of the United States, which is where he's going to get his votes, that's when you see all his supporters come out. The closer you go to the city, you're not going to see much of that. Yeah, but that's uh, that's Republican Democrat in general, the way it typically flows, anyway. But I mean, the big thing is is the problem is people in America simply don't vote. I mean, you have less than. I feel like 60 to 70 percent of the population that actually goes out and votes um, in November. So it's about who can mobilize their base. So you're not actually going after the entire United States population of what, 333 million to vote. I mean, there's only like a couple hundred million who actually go out and vote, uh, even that number might be high. Um, So really, it's about who can get the voting population to come out and actually vote for them. Yeah. And if you if you look at the demographics, if you I mean, to be perfectly honest, if you want Hillary to win, then you want more people to vote. If you don't want yep, Hillary to win, if you want true. Donald Trump to win, you're going to want he's that's if you look at all the ads, he's not the one who's encouraging people to vote because <laughs> he knows that he, that's not that's not where he's going to win. If he, the, the less people that vote, the less, you know, the millennials who voted last last time for Obama, if those guys don't vote this time, it's going to help him, you know, um, and Hillary needs those people to sign, um, you know, but I think, you know, the uh, the other thing is, you know, I, I don't, you know, Donald Trump is so extreme that he's easy to pick on, of course, but you know, I don't think Hillary 
by any stretch of the imagination is the ideal candidate either. Unfortunately, she is the best option. Like let's, I'm not gonna, um, at least as a person who has the right temperament for the position. But there's a lot of things wrong <laughs> with her too. Dude. Yeah, this, well, there's a lot of things. You know, she's been, a, she's a proven liar. She's a corporate sellout. These are all things that have that have occurred um, that we know that are facts. She's she doesn't tell the truth with all the the emails and all that. Um, so I think that's why a lot of people are just so confused, I guess, and you know they don't know what to do. Um, but you know, I got a I got a question for you. 2020. Okay, who do you think? is someone that you would want to run, I guess. Let's put it this way. Who is something that you can support? Because right now, I don't, to be perfectly honest, I don't support either of these guys. Yeah, so if I vote, I'm just voting for the other not to win. It's not like I'm supporting someone to vote. Yeah. Who would be some of your candidates? Because I got somebody in mind that I, as a, as a, you know, as a moderate Republican, I guess, um, someone who leans Republican, I got someone who I would be interested in. Oh, man. Dude, I haven't spent much time thinking about it, but I can tell you the ideals of what I'd want um, from somebody who would be kind of running. I don't know a specific person off the top of my head, uh, but I do want somebody with the background of actually doing business, not necessarily a true government person, you know, for their entire life. Although I think government is a duty that people should serve for a short period of time, just like the president, you know, is, is two terms that he does. I don't like the idea of lifelong government workers. It creates incentives for them to basically do things for themselves. It's kind of like an executive position at any organization. You shouldn't be there forever. Um, so that's kind of the big thing. I would say I would want somebody who's been in business, somebody who's been successful, kind of running So I got things. the guy for you. I got the guy for you who should have ran this year. It's Mark Cuban. Mark <laughs> Cuban. I'm calling I'm not joking. I'm calling it right now. I've had people tell me, my sources have told me, he was considering oh, a God, run. These he sources a again. Run. He was considering a VP run this time. I mean, he, 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 you know, he just kind of treaded the waters. 2020, he's going to run. And you know what? Donald Trump, is. he's introduced these non-politicians to the game. And he's going to, I'm just I mean, just it's possible. It Honestly, I really like Mitt Romney till he kind of went off a cliff um, because he had business experience. He did the healthcare exchange in uh, Massachusetts. But my big thing about Mark Cuban and people who've been super successful is they've typically gotten there kind of being like very kind of my way or the highway um, type of things. Um, and that's kind of how they've gotten to become super successful. Politics requires you to work with others, um, yeah. which is slightly tougher. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, he's run a pretty, if you run, if you're successful in like running his NBA team or his other, you know, all the, his, uh, yeah, you know, but everything comes back to him. He makes the executive decisions on everything. Well, politics, isn't that what a president? Not really. I mean, you have checks and balances, right? He can be vetoed. Yeah. He can, he, you know, a bunch of things could be changed. The, the judicial branch has a say, like it's really a system of checks and balances. You need to understand all the different systems that play, which is something that hillary does have right and people who've been in politics do have so i mean yeah. i'm not saying i'm against mark cuban we got four years to figure it out i'm just hoping this election doesn't go nuts uh and we get the right person in office um, yeah without telling well, people who to vote for listen um, i mean i'm just saying mark mark if you're listening uh i will support you yo holla at me just holla at, holla at the yo, run up the money, dude. first to make a donation don't worry yo i'll be there man i don't know how much i can afford right now but uh <laughs> as a resident but yo i'm there i think you'd be a great candidate um so i would encourage it um yo kanye versus mark cuban 2020 let's go kanye oh my god please don't say that please <laughs> don't say that oh yeah, my. isn't god. he broke didn't he uh i don't know how he can be broke but that's a topic <laughs> for another day but with his he's a marketing genius yo, he's yo, a genius the man's if, a genius before we move on from politics i mean let's say a couple things number one we didn't we, you know we're not mean to demean any candidate in any way no. everybody is i'm not endorsing anybody and we're not we're endorsing not. anybody we're just talking about kind of what we see but 
Let's talk about one real topic from the last debate. Yo, who the hell is Ken Bone? Ken what, Bone, what, dude. What is, he's, what an the hell he's an American hero. Can you explain okay? to me who this guy is? Yo, he was the guy in the, in the red sweater with the, the awesome mustache who asked, I don't even know what the question was, something about energy that I didn't pay attention to, but the guy was just a cult hero. He's become, you know, he's on all the, he's on all the late night talk shows now. Yeah, he's a true American. He's an American hero. Ken Bone. I mean, he has a great God. name also. But, you know, my favorite my, my favorite part of the debate, though, was when uh, the moderator, I forget who it was, maybe, I think it was Anderson Cooper. Or no, actually, it was a guy. Yeah, they were ruthless. The one it was guy. a guy and a girl. And, and they were like, you need to stop talking now. Yeah, well, they have to because these guys are both out of control anyways. I think the both of them are out of control. There's not one that's better. At, well, actually, that's a false. That's Hillary's false, but okay. Yeah. Hillary is better than him. Okay, fine. blatantly anyways, false. Yeah, it's false. But anyways, um, my favorite question was with the guy who said, can you say something nice about your you know, your opponent? And Hillary goes, yo, boo, uh, I mean, he's raised his kids well. And that reminded me of every time you know you ever go on an interview or anything, and they go, yo, what's your biggest weakness? And you go, uh, you know, I'm just like, I'm too much of a perfectionist. I work too like, hard. I work too hard. I work too hard, you know? It's like, okay, dude, you're so yeah. programmed. We we can all see yeah. through this. You could have just been honest. It's we my all work know. ethic, honestly. It's just too you know, much. I just, I just like I just like want to succeed too much. And that sometimes it's just like really detrimental. It's like, yeah, all right, dude. We're not stupid. So that was my favorite part of the uh the the uh yeah. the Trump actually gave a reasonable answer there. I mean he, he said did. That's what I'm her, saying. he said her tenacity basically was what he respected about her. Exactly. And that's the thing, like I took like it said I do I you have to every time you say anything nice about Donald Trump, you have to keep prefacing by saying you don't yeah. support him. Because yeah. otherwise people jump all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm I mean, not trying, I'm not saying I support him. But the thing is he's more of a relate as much as he is like, you know, out there and whatever some of the things he says, he's a lot more relatable than 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 Hillary because Hillary's just like a, she's a programmed machine. You know, she's been in this whole game for so long that like no matter what she says, everyone knows she's just a part of the system. I mean, that, I mean, that's that, what people, that, that relatability that's what people... is more so, I think, a comment about. I mean, I don't I personally don't think he's more relatable considering his background no. and what he said. But I will say, I think it speaks more to how Hillary is not relatable than it speaks to how he is relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I, I can definitely see that. But I think that comes back to my argument around politics. It's not something that should be a lifelong goal of anybody's. It should be something you contribute to um, as a part of government. And then you go back to doing whatever your role was before. Well, Just like we limit the president. You can't tell me. Well, you can't tell me that that hasn't been Hillary Clinton's yeah, I mean, life that's, that's what she's to become done. president she's of the United States. Everything what? she has done, I think, since the day maybe she came out of the womb, was to gear herself <laughs> for this possible, uh, you know, this possible, pre which I'm sure she probably is going to end up winning. But this, that's everything she has done has has been to this point. It just just makes her like a robot. Um, but anyways, final thoughts. I mean, I guess um, you know, uh, we we wish the best for for our fellow peers in America. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's become a joke, but hopefully, you know, hopefully some common sense uh, comes to fruition and I guess we can make the best out of it. I don't even know, like, honestly, like the like we were saying earlier, does the president, who knows if they ever actually do anything um, like substantial that actually ends up happening. Um, it's a lot of talk, um, but, you know, in four years, we'll be at this again. So who knows? I mean, yeah, I think in conclusion, just whoever you are, make sure you get out there and vote. We didn't mean to endorse or demean any candidate through this little kind of segment. We just want to talk about politics, our thoughts on it, um, what we've seen. Um, and, and in general, I think the two of us know who we're voting for. Um, and, and we kind of have our logic, which was pseudo laid out here, I would say, um, to uh, where we get to. But uh, anyway, that's going to end it for this segment. Um, 
we are going to move on to the rundown, baby. The rundown. All right. The rundown, baby. Let's start with topic one. The NFL, dude. We're coming back to the NFL, dude. The no fun league. And guess what, bro? The ratings are down. The ratings are down pretty bad, man. Across all games. 11% down in the first four weeks of the NFL year. Um, Yo, is this an anomaly? Or is Mark Cuban right, dude? For the past couple uh, of years. You mean mean future president Mark Cuban? Future president, dude. Yeah, you heard it here first, dude. Heard it here first, folks. Listen, listen, in four years when this happens. But anyways... um, Yo, I don't know, man. I can tell you this personally. I'm just going to just be a, a, like as a personal example. I watch the NFL a lot less than I used to. Um, Why? Maybe it's just because I'm getting older. I don't know. Maybe that's just because I have more responsibility and stuff, things to do on the weekend. Um, but I don't know. Like Even like maybe like three, four years ago, every Sunday would just me be watching football. Like from like the one o'clock game all the way down to the Sunday night game to like 11 o'clock. And, you know. Part of it is because my team sucks, so it's like I don't have that much motivation to watch. But, you know, I'll tell you this about the NFL. Like, before, and I'll still do this, like, it'll be in the background, but, like, I would watch other teams play, and it would be enjoyable experience for me. Like, oh, you know, like, the Broncos are playing. Like, let's let's watch the Broncos. Now it's more of me, like, just if I am watching, you know, I'll have it in the background, or I'll want to watch, like, the Red Zone channel. Like, something where, like, where the action is happening. And... To me, I think the reason why this is is because, you know, they've they've sucked so much fun out of it. Like, the game is so different than it was when we grew up. There's no more hard hitting. And I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, That's, that's a concussion. good thing, man. People aren't yeah, dying from sport. I know, but, but to be perfectly of course, and that is a good thing. But to be honest, like, it's taken away from the viewing experience. So I'm not going to, you know, the hard hits were definitely. There was a top. Remember the, the segment on ESPN? What was the segment? Like, the, the hard hits of the week? Like, they were literally celebrating, like, these head-on collisions. And, like, they've taken that completely away within the past, what, like, five years, you'd say? Like, I still remember that Raven-Steelers game. I don't know if you remember that, like like that playoff game of like will or like willis mcgate like all these like three or four like stars that 10 were like years ago off. man willis mcgate i don't know Jeez. i don't think i think it was like i think it was like five or six years ago i don't even think it was that long ago but they were like carried off on like carts uh, and stuff and dude it was just jacked like, up that's what you were talking about Troy, jacked, jacked up. up exactly there was a segment on espn like every night that that was there um and now if you look at the league like you can't like i don't even know the rules anymore man like that's part of the reason i think i don't know the rules anymore like if you launch yourself you know that's can't like hit him in the head. You can hit him in the chest. Like what? Defenseless receiver. What, there's so many rules, and like you know, I think there's a fine line because um, you do want to protect the players from these concussions. But you know, it's definitely taken away from the viewing experience. I think people are watching it less because it's not as fun. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, it, it, this doesn't surprise me at all. Looking at my own experience, I really don't watch as much anymore dude i'm not as invested in the game i mean i think i have some of the same issues with kind of my team sucking the deadskins have been so bad for so long and i just wanted to get rid of dan snyder so bad that i refused to spend any money on merchandise and go to games um, but i think also dude as i've learned more about other sports football is boring sometimes dude there's yeah. a commercial every three fucking plays it's unreal and when you yeah. think about that three hour segment only about 20 minutes of it is actual game time 
I mean, a yeah. given play runs for about three to four seconds. Um, and there's a bunch going on, and the athletes are spectacular. But, I mean, in general, it's just it's just so boring because there's so many breaks, whereas soccer um, has something that's going on continuously, right? There's always some moment. Uh, if you look away for half a second in soccer, there could be a goal score. You wouldn't have seen anything. Whereas yeah. in the NFL, well, you're always looking away. You're always looking at your fantasy team because there's always a commercial going on. Um, yeah, what, what I hate is the, uh, you know, the, uh, the timeout, the play, like if it's a touchdown, then the commercial break, then the kickoff, then the commercial break again, <laughs> and then the game again. Like that's oh like God. a 20, that's like a 10 minute, 15 minute for like two plays. It's on. Like, and there are two plays that are typically boring as hell. Exactly. It's, it's like the, it's like the kickoff point after. goes out of bounds because it, you yeah. know, they made it short anyway. Um, yeah. It's it's unreal, man. The point after, I mean, granted, the point after has gotten a little bit more difficult because they pushed it back. So you see it get missed care. a little bit more, but yeah. it's not really that significant. Um, exactly. I mean, I think some things that they have to do. I have a few fixes. Okay. Anyone's watching? First of all, Roger Goodell, man. Yo, <laughs> this guy's got to go, man. Please, for this guy has to go. He has to go. I don't care about whatever he's done, you know, for the Shield and getting their, you know, money in this way. He's not. I know going. the owners, I don't even know why. I know he's not, not going to go. I know. He's, I mean, he, this guy makes like forty million dollars a year. I don't know how much more he can do to get fired. Um, but he's never going to go because the owners love him. Um, but the second of all, if they if they really want to make this like. Have let the players enjoy it. Like you know, when they score a touchdown, like why, why, what is the, what's the harm in them celebrating? Like what is honestly the harm in that? And I saw the NFL release something like that they want to set a good example for for the kids, and it was like the most ridiculous. Like I saw it on ESPN. It was like they don't want any sexually provocative things. They don't want any like taunting and stuff. Like I get it. Like you don't want to like taunt the person, but like Antonio Brown doing the twerk. Like I don't see what's so bad about that, to be honest. I mean, I think it's just kind of them being a robot in some ways, man. They just don't want anything that could tip the scales in any way. Um, it's almost like the big corporation that doesn't kind of see innovation coming in from underneath them, right? It's yeah. the MySpace um, and Facebook comes out from underneath them. It's like they just don't want to move in any way, shape, or form. Um, and I'm like worried that like soccer and basketball are going to pass them by soon. I mean, I really well, I don't think, think they I don't think I don't think soccer. I think you're over exaggerating soccer a little bit. I mean, I don't think soccer in this. I mean, country, if you think about international, international, of course. But I'm talking about this. It. I'm talking about in this country, uh, soccer. I don't think until, like I said, like we said in, in a previous episode, until the U.S. gets good, I don't think that's going to be an issue here. I mean, I'm sure people will get up for the World Cup and stuff, but that's like what once every four years. Um, but I think I think the, the the league is basketball. I mean, I think Mark Cuban's, you know. Uh, listen, I'll be. I watch basketball. I mean, yeah, sure, my team's a lot better, but I'll watch basketball a lot more. At least you know in the fourth quarter, you know it's going to be close. There's going to be back and forth. It's good action, at least, especially the like last five to six minutes. But also, like, you the know, players like, are more re- relatable, man. Steph Curry, yeah. like, you can see anybody that, can be the, like feels like they could be a Steph Curry. All he does is put the ball in the hoop. He's the same size as me. Like, granted, yeah, it's I mean, not it's, that simple, but it looks that simple. Right, it's easier to play. I mean, the players are, you can see them, whereas in yeah. the NFL they're with like all this body armor. Um, and and honestly, like you know, Adam Silver, he's been a lot more. Like you said, he's the guy that they're they're the up and come. I mean, they're they're here. They're not really even up and coming. I'm sure they're their number two corporation in sports. You know, right now, but you know, the NFL is like the old money. This is where all the new money's going to. All the Silicon Valley guys. You know, they're they're all investing. They're not investing into football anymore. That they're investing into basketball, um, true, you know, man. and they're, they're doing all these, you know, the, you the basketball. two owners like, that have come from the valley, man. You got the Golden yeah. State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings, both owned by yeah. Silicon Valley Giants. 
Exactly. And then now they're going to, you know, I've heard they're going to do the advertising on the uh, on the jerseys and like they're just coming up with a lot of new innovative things that, that can generate revenue. Whereas the NFL just is set in their old ways. And that's fine because they're so far advanced of everybody. But there's going to come a time when that comes back down to the pact, I guess. I mean, you can look at it in two ways. You could say they've saturated to the point where they just can't get any bigger. So they're going to start going down or that they're running into an issue. I think I'm with you. I think they're running into an issue and I don't think they realize it. And I think it's once they do, it might be too late. And I think some of it has to do with the fact that people are scared to play football. I mean, you know, and it's kind of causing people not to watch as much, I think, too. Like, every time you look, there's a dude on the ground laying there looking like he just literally has been broken in half. Um, it happens way too often, and it's it's scary to see. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely an aspect. I think the second aspect of the NFL, they need to hire more, like, younger people. They need to hire more millennials. Whereas the NBA, I think, has done a good job. A lot of these coaches are pretty young. You know, a lot of these front office dudes are pretty young. Um, whereas the NFL, like, these guys are just, like, a bunch of old hacks, dude. They're just, like, in their yeah, 50s didn't, and didn't 60s. Didn't the Browns try that, dude? Moneyball? How'd that work? Well, it's, it's a, well, we're working on it. <laughs> it's so a we'll work see. in progress. Listen, we were ahead of the curve, all right? It's just the curve <laughs> takes a little bit to, you know, it yeah. takes a little while. So give us a few years. But, but I mean, in general, like, honestly, like, I'm just thinking, like, they, they've just, they refuse to change their ways a little bit. And uh, it's going to catch up with them, man. And I think the first, it comes with the, the head honcho with Mr. Godell. And I think yeah. he has to, he has to go. I don't well, think he's going to. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Let's uh, let's move on to the next topic, dude. Let's stick with football, but let's uh, knock it down a notch, dude. Let's move to the uh, college game, dude. We had a couple of big, big shockers in the college game, dude. The first one, which nobody saw. Well, you could kind of see it coming if you watched a little bit. Navy over Houston, man. Houston, the number six team in the nation, and Navy, dude, a service academy. But yo, everybody knows it, dude. The triple option, dude. The great equalizer. It's tough to tough to prepare for, man. Nobody does it anymore. Dude, so, why don't more teams run this offense? Yeah, explain it to you, man, because no one wants – that's not a relatable thing to the NFL. And if you can't recruit these – Georgia Tech does it. And look, have they really ever done anything? Yo, no, so because, what? Running quarterbacks weren't relatable to the NFL until Michael Vick showed up, till Randall Cunningham showed up. Yeah, but it wouldn't work in the NFL because people in the NFL leave line – the linebackers are too fast. Everyone's just too fast. They blow up the option. The option would not work in the NFL. Uh, it works in college because these teams don't prepare for it. And it's hard to – you know, when you don't, even when you're running what the third stringers are going to run it. I don't know, um, man. You they don't know how to run it to their efficiency. Um, you know, Ohio State's played Navy before, and they've had struggles with them. I think it was a couple of years ago they, they took them down in, like, the fourth quarter. Um, so it's not just a Houston thing. I think there's just a terrible matchup. Um, and, you know, these te- you know, it's a service academy, so you know what you're going to get. They're going to discipline. They work hard. They play hard. They're not the most athletic guys. But, you know, um, they showed Houston what's up. And, uh, you know, I think this can have some big impact for the playoffs, actually, because, uh, you know, will. Louisville's got Louisville's got them coming up and that even if they win now, it doesn't mean as much. And I mean, well, Louisville, it's, you know, it's relatable, right? Houston still has a big win over Oklahoma. Uh, and that was a dominating how win Oklahoma? Oklahoma. I mean, if they win the Big 12, they beat Texas last week. They're pretty good. How does um, the Big 12? That, yeah, I mean, that's fair, but it's still a Power 5 conference. And if Louisville gets that win and somehow ends up back in the ACC championship game. I mean, they'll have a couple of quality wins on there. The ACC... I, well, Clemson has to like lose a... twice, so I don't know how they're going to get in unless Clemson loses twice. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, it's not dead in the water, dude. We've seen crazier things happen. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. But, we'll see. Uh, yo, tell me... I mean, speaking of conferences, what do you think the top conferences are right now? What are your top three? Well, I mean, I think the shift has happened. I think um, the Big Ten is 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 back in top now. Four I mean, teams it used in to be... the top ten, man. 
Exactly. It used to be SEC, SEC, SEC. I mean, I think it just goes with, like, I think over time, all these shifts happen. I think back in the old days, it was always the Big Ten and, like, the Notre Dames. That what happened? We shifted to the SEC for a good, like, what, 15 to 20 years, I'd say? Yeah. Like, Bama's dominated, Florida, you know, all these the spread offenses, they kind of yeah, popularized. You had ACC all, like, with athletes. Miami, Florida State for a while, dominated. Exactly. Yeah, all these Southern teams, basically. And now I think it's shifted back to the Big Ten. And if you look at, like, the Big Ten, you know, they used to be known as what the what do they need? The running, the three yards, and a cloud of dust. And, three yards, and like, Yeah, but, I mean, you look at these coaches now, I mean, that's not the case anymore. I mean, you look at Urban Meyer, you look at Harbaugh, they won 78 to nothing. Like, they're, you know, they're getting these dynamic athletes all over the country. They're getting the Florida athletes. So, I'd say Big Ten, SEC, and then, I don't know, maybe the ACC, or you can throw in, you know, the Big 12, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I think the Big 12 is falling off, man. I think they're the worst. I mean, I got the Big 10, number one. Like I said, four teams in the yeah. top 10. They're looking good right now. Even Nebraska came out of nowhere, I feel like. Yeah. Um, it's a number 10 I, team. I was um, like, who's the fourth team? And then I looked yeah. and I saw it was Nebraska. Yeah, crazy. SEC, um, I still got it too. I think Alabama is just the front runner right now. Um, I think the ACC is good, man. Virginia Tech just stomped on UNC, who was a solid team. Um, Louisville's a solid team, as we know. Florida State's definitely not as bad as they looked against Louisville um, and Clemson, but those are the only losses. I mean, they're not terrible. Clemson, we already know, is a great team in the National Championship from last year. Pac-12 is definitely going down, but I mean, they got some squads which, you know, that we'll talk about in a second. And then I think the Big 12 is the worst team in the Power 5, or the worst conference. Yeah, probably. I'd have to agree with you, but um, we'll see. I mean, I think the other big, the big uh, shocker out of the uh, – the weekend was uh, Stanford, man. First of all, they lost to Washington, and Washington has come out of nowhere, and they are dominating. Um, lost to Washington last week. You know, what's happened to the Cardinal? Oh, man, dude. I think they're just having a tough time adjusting, dude. They still kind of run that old-school offense, that Jim Harbaugh offense from back in the day. Um, great defense, two or three tight ends, and just pound you into the ground. But these new offenses are coming in, and I think their defense is getting slow. They're not able to kind of score points. Um, you know, this week they lost to Washington State. You know, Washington yeah. State, I mean, Washington has some history. They've done well. they got a great coach in Chris Peterson. Washington yeah. State's Mike Leach, you know, they've never really been known for much. He's kind of the mad genius or the mad scientist. Um, but, th- you know, this was way off the map. I didn't expect this. I thought they would might lose to Washington, but, you know, they're in some deep shit. Yeah, man, I think this is the, like, you know, they're too, uh, they haven't really adapted to the times, I guess. Um, you know, we always talk about the Cardinal. They're, I'm sure they'll get to like eight to nine wins, but they never won a national championship, and I don't see them winning anytime in the future unless they kind of change their philosophy. I think David Shaw, I think he'd be a good NFL coach. Um, you think he's leaving? I, I don't know if he's going to leave, but I think he would be a good NFL coach. Let's put it this way. I think the way he kind of runs this program um, is kind of like an NFL breeding pad anyways. You know, um, I don't just see him fitting that wall in college football. Uh, I mean, he's going to get you. I mean, by, by that, I mean he'll get you the eight to nine wins every year. But if you want a national championship – I'm not sure if Stanford can pull it off. Yeah, well, I mean, let's talk about Stanford for a second. Let's talk about their best player, dude, Christian McCaffrey, dude. The the pedigree of all pedigrees, dude. Dad was a yeah. Stanford football player. Mom was a Stanford soccer player. Dad uh, played brother's mad good. Brother Apparently his brother's like a top, he's a top yeah. recruit. At, uh, he's going to Michigan, I think, as a quarterback or something. Wow. So. But, I mean, let's talk about him. He had a pretty terrible game. He only had 35 yards. I mean, do you think this guy's a real deal? I mean, there aren't many white running backs in the NFL. Do you think he translates? He gets, he gets there? He does well, well, that's the thing. That's the thing with Christian McCaffrey. I think um, if his name was like was was a different name, okay, and if he was like you know let's say African American, do you think he would be more at the top of uh, all the draft the draft boards? 
like a uh, realistic question like do you think you'd be like uh, you'd be talking to him i mean i think he's gotten a lot of hype man i don't know i mean i think uh i think it's been legit i mean he has dominated games and you've seen him dominate on multiple places on the field um i i don't necessarily think you know his race has hurt him in any way um but i do think that it, what's weird i've noticed is like People only compare white players to white players and black yeah. players to black. It really doesn't make any sense. Like yeah. two guys could have the same game, but they'll only compare them to another white guy if the dude's black or the, the dude's white. It's really yeah. confusing. Um, I think he's gonna have a tough time translating to the NFL for a couple reasons. He's not a super big guy. Um, his athleticism doesn't seem to like scream off the board. Um, <laughs> he's you know. poised. What do we what do we call all white uh, athletes? They're poised. They're hardworking. <laughs> they're gritty. The yeah, gritty. I mean, the guy can play, but you I know, mean, because no one else is gritty or hardworking. It's just the, yeah, it's the, just the white, <laughs> the white athletes. Uh, I see him as kind of a fourth round pick. I mean, we already know running back is just a tough draw anyway. I mean, you had Zeke go in the fourth pick in the draft, but honestly, running backs have been dropping further and further every single year, and they seem to be able to come. Well, that's out right. Nowhere. I mean, if you look at his production alone, and you just said he's a, if you, in your opinion, I mean, I think he's going to go higher than that. I think he's at least a second round pick. But if you really? think he's a fourth round pick, um, that shows you. I mean, I just think somebody with his production, if he wasn't white, I bet you he goes higher. And that's just my opinion. There's no way to really prove it. Um, but yeah, that's what I think. I mean, I think he's a, he's a great all around player, and he doesn't. I don't know how much talent he really has at Stanford. They're not really the top five recruiting uh, base every year, like you know, like one of these like Ohio States or or Alabamas or anything. Um, you know, they they scrap together a good good squad with some good players, but it's not one to five. And he kind of has to do everything for the squad. Um, and he does everything. I mean, he's kick returning, punt returning. I mean, last year he was sensational. You know, he did literally everything for that team. Um, and this year, I mean, I don't know. He's still having a good year, but it's not as good, I guess. Um, and we'll see. I mean, I think he can still definitely be a good. I think he reminds me of more of like a, you know, a compact, a little bigger version of like a Darren Sproles, some guy who can do everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's got Darren Sproles' quickness, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I just think somebody who can catch the ball, punt return, kick return, kind of mix everything in together. I don't know if he's an every down back though. That's the thing. I'm not That's sure. That's fair. But I mean, who is an every down back anymore? I mean, there aren't That's that many. True, there's Le'Veon there's Bell, not too many. there's Zeke. I mean, who who else That's really it. falls into that? I mean, I think that the three best running backs in the NFL are are are. Uh, are Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson in Arizona, and then probably Zeke. I mean, there's not that many there's guys that, that many, are just yeah. like pound the ball guys. So, yeah. um, but uh, anyway, dude, let's uh, let's move on from the rundown, dude. Let's uh, move into some quick, quick debates. Unlike uh, the presidential election from today, we're gonna keep this uh, <laughs> super short. We're gonna make this super quick, and they're gonna be uh, quick things that we're gonna discuss right now. So the first one we're gonna start out with is uh, college football playoff, man. Who's in right now? Bama. I got my Bucks. Uh, I think Clemson did well. And the fourth team, I'll go with Washington. I mean, I don't know much about this team. Um, but Chris Peterson, man, he can coach. He did it with Boise State. This wow. guy can coach. Yeah, so. I mean, dude, we've seen it over and over again. Statue of Liberty play, dude, against Oklahoma. Yeah. Everybody remembers that. Was that. Awesome. Everyone dude, Doug Martin that. proposing at the end of the game. It wasn't Doug Martin. It was someone else. Oh, was someone else? Something Whatever. Else. It was all the same. I don't forget what it was, but it was, yeah, all, the it was all the Boise State guys. Yeah. <laughs> but, Blue uh, turf. The blue turf, yo, that place is crazy. I mean, uh, my my college football playoff right now, I got Bama, OSU as well. Um, I think Washington makes it, and I don't think the ACC gets in. I think Michigan gets in. I think they lose a close game to OSU, um, and they come in as a four seed. Uh, So the first one, it'll be the first time that two teams from the same conference make it, I think. Yeah, that'd be interesting, man. I think um, that last game is going to be epic, man. 
that OSU Michigan game, I think it might be. I think Bama's still probably gonna be number one, but that's definitely gonna decide who goes on to the next round. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think I think if Clemson goes undefeated, hard to put them out after they've, you know, they were runners up last year. So, but we'll see. I mean, they we'll still got to play. We'll see. They still got to. They got to play Florida games. State. Yeah, they got to play the Knolls. So we'll see. So uh, next one we're looking at, dude. Uh, obviously, we talked a little bit about your uh, Indians today. Windians, I guess. Um, that's right. L- looking looking good. But uh, who do you think is the best baseball player you've ever seen? Best baseball player I've ever seen, you know, these guys try to hype it up as David Ortiz was retiring. People are saying, you know, he's the the big I, – I, I can't say that I'm a huge baseball fan, but I'd have to say Derek Jeter. And what I base my – I don't – I'll be perfectly honest. I started watching baseball in October when the playoffs start. And whenever there was a clutch situation, DJ stepped up to the plate. Yo, the and guy he delivered. Was G. The Always delivered. He didn't have the biggest stats. He wasn't the guy who was going to hit you like 80 home, 60 home runs or something during the regular season. But this guy, every single time in the playoffs, man, if there was a clutch situation, if there was a runner on second with two outs and like the seventh inning or something, he's going to come through. Um, and plus, he dated all the hot chicks, man. This guy was a was an OG <laughs> man, stick dude. man. The yo, man. he was a yo, stick yo, what man. What is with you in the stick man shit, dog? Dude, he was a stick man to the max, bro. This guy, <laughs> you know, he's married now, yo, but this guy what did, did some marry? damage. I don't know, some probably some Playboy model or something. I forget, but <laughs> he did some damage. Um, but yo, yo, but the Bumgarner, the Bumgarner's, you know, he's on the up and up, man. This guy has been doing some crazy stuff too. Oh man, uh, dude, best player I've seen. Um, I gotta throw it back, dude. Ken Griffey Jr., dude. The guy was a sure. monster back in the day, dude. Uh, he had a video game named after him. I mean, yo, there aren't that many people that get that stuff. You got Tiger Woods, Madden. I mean, this guy was was a beast back in the day. Um, I think everything I've heard, everything I've seen, granted, I didn't watch much baseball. Um, but the guy was just amazing. Um, so that's that's the one that I would go with there. Yo, he uh, I'm the thing about King Griffey Jr. I always remember him wearing his hat backward. He made it cool. So the man, dude, um, the man, dude, trendsetter. Yeah, trendsetter. But yo, so right now, I mean, in baseball, look, it's kind of a weird world. What's going on, man? I don't know. Cavs, Cleveland won. Um, if we're gonna go to soccer, Portugal won. The team that never wins. The Cubs look, they're the top favorites. They're 2-0. and Yo, what's going on, man? Like, what's going on in, in the sporting world? All these teams that never used to win, they're winning. Will the Cubs win it all and break the curse? Like, who who, is your, who do you think is going to win it all in baseball? Yo, it's the city of underdogs, but uh, I don't know about the Cubs, dude. I mean, uh, that that's, that's something that I just can't see happening. I think every time they go up, something goes wrong for them. Um, and, and I just don't see it happening this year. I know you think because Cleveland won and Portugal won that, hey, this might be the year. Um, but I, I just – I don't see it, dude. I still got the Nats coming out of the NL. Oh, dude. my God. The Nats coming out with the All right. Well, that's not going to happen. So, um, all right, we'll see. Hopefully, it's the Indians versus Nationals. That would be awesome, uh, I guess, to see. Um, <laughs> yo, but uh, to one anyway, much, much scarier story. Yo, Killer Clowns are on the loose. Killer Clowns. Um, was that banned? No, man, these killer clowns, like, apparently they're everywhere. They're in New York City. These clowns are, like, these mimicking everybody. They're just clowns. Your people dressed up in clowns are just there to clowns? scare people. Like, people getting clowned? No, man, like, clown, like, people in a clown suit, like, dressed up as clowns. They're just out in the middle of the night. People are just showing up. Um, yo, what would you do if you saw a killer clown in a dark alley, dude? Yo, yo, hold on, hold on. You're going to have to explain this shit to me. It's an yeah, actual, actual clown 
showing yeah, up like in the middle people, of the night. And apparently, just, it's a thing that people are dressing up what as are they clowns. Doing? Are they killing They're people? They're just, like, scaring people. I mean, I don't know if anyone's, like, died yet, but people are just... And, you know, it's a copycat world, so everyone yeah, is, like, up, doing so it. So why would you do that? Yeah, <laughs> and, like, you know, with Halloween coming up, like, it's going to be even Yo, more. Yo, one thing so. I don't understand is people's... Uh, people loving scary things. Yo, I hate getting scared. I hate scary movies. I hate getting... I mean, life has got enough shit going on, all right? I don't need to be worried about something getting in and uh, fucking with my adrenaline, which is already on tense, yeah. all right? Now, if yeah. I saw a, a clown in the middle of the night in a dark alley, it depends on the distance from me. If they're close to me, I'm taking whatever I can and swinging at them, dude. Yeah, all dude. Right? I think I would I'm, just start swinging I, at I'm clown. swinging or I'm running, dude. I'm putting on my neon Dion jets, my 4-2 yeah. speed, and I'm getting yeah. out of there. All right, well, one clowns of those are scary. Are clowns are scary. That's just ridiculous, yo. In the middle of the night... I mean, I don't mind yeah. clowns in general, uh, you know, hanging out. But uh, in the middle of the night, that's just, that's not cool, dude. Yeah, man, it's not cool. What else is not cool, or it is cool? Yo, Ryan Lochte, he's engaged. Kanal, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I have I have yo, no thoughts, dude. I hope, what are your thoughts? Uh, Ryan I, hope Lochte, the, I hope the woman enjoys being lied to. <laughs> that's yo, really all I have to say. What are your thoughts on Ryan Lochte, dude? He's engaged. Yeah, well, uh, good for him, I guess. Good for him, yeah. dude. I hope, the, uh, I hope he signed a prenup first. So you heard it here first. Canal says congratulations to Ryan yeah. Lochte. He's very happy for him. We're all happy for you, Ryan Lochte. Don't really care, but, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's all good. Yo, Ryan Lochte, it's cool, man. You don't need to lie anymore. What happened in Brazil, no one cares. Just tell the truth, bro. It's okay. Just tell the truth, man. You're, you're What are you, like 35? Um, but what did you uh, tell her? That's the question. I don't know, man. It's a good question. Um, anyways, that's all we got this week from the BLB. Um, hope you guys liked it. Um, we will be on iTunes very shortly. Uh, very, very maybe, shortly. Very, maybe very, very shortly. So. Maybe even. So search for us at the BLB Podcast. Um, email us, blbpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, uh, Instagram, BLB Podcast. Um, we'll be sending out a bunch of stuff soon. So, yeah. Anything else? That's all, guys. The BLB Podcast, dude, at gmail.com. Just hit us up. Uh, we're we're picking it up slowly and surely. Yo, also, uh, spon- sponsors. Yo, I'll sponsor. <laughs> I'll listen to anybody, man. Coke, Pepsi. I'll do both of you guys if you want. doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I don't think that's all how it works, bro. I don't think you can Yo, it doesn't matter, back. dude. Both but, of you guys. Uh, we will, uh, we'll be signing off now. Take it easy, y'all. We'll talk to y'all soon. Peace. You got V12, I got 12 V. Got bottles, got weed, got my, my I'm all the way Shorty, up. what you want? I got what you need. Shorty, what you want? I got what you need. Shorty, what you want? I got what you need. I'm all the way up.